gon' ever back down from nobody. I don't care who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another, and another, and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field and bang them. Bang them. Bang them. Somebody light me up. It's time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. Welcome back to the Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we are a proud member of the, there you go, Canadian Football Podcast Network. And uh, we are celebrating again our 10th season. Yay, 10th season. I'll stop with the flaming 10th season before too long, I'm sure. Uh, tonight, I am here on uh, my, by myself, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Mike on the uh, one game list and uh, Kayla is out enjoying the, enjoying the other sporting team that we have in Edmonton tonight uh, as the, she is over at the Detroit game, which currently is 3-2 good guys. So that's, uh, that's exciting for her. Uh, thank you for joining us. If if you're joining us on Facebook, if you're joining us, uh, actually, I think the Facebook feed might not have worked properly this time. I hope it did. Uh, but we do have it going on YouTube and Twitter. And of course, if you are there, make sure you are adding your comments or questions uh, on whichever platform you're watching. And we will try and get to those as we go through the show. Uh, we have a very exciting show for you as uh, we are hoping to be joined shortly uh, by our uh, assistant general manager in G. Roy Simon. So hopefully he will be here before too terribly long and we will catch up with him about all the moves in free agency that the uh, Elks have made to this point. Um, a quick reminder that uh, if you want like one of these fancy new shirts, uh, you can check it out at the Zazzle store, zazzle.ca slash store slash turf underscore district underscore shop. And uh, they do have a promo going on right now where it's 20% off everything in the store. So uh, make sure that you can check that out and grab some items. We have items like shirts. We have items like mugs. Ooh, that turn on once you have hot things in them. That's good. Uh, we also have things like golf balls, which are pretty cool. I, I was pretty happy with the way these ones turned out. It won't focus on that. There we are. Uh, the very cool thing about this, I don't know if anybody happened to notice that, uh, but they are actually Wilson golf balls too, because, you know, we got to give a shout out to our good friend Wilson. So make sure that that's there as well. Um, couple of things that uh, I wanted to say as well. If you've downloaded the podcast, thank you very much for listening to us on Edmonton Sports Talk Radio. Thank you very much for taking the time to be with us. And uh, we have lots, like I said, to talk about as this carries on. Um, before we get uh, into our guest, uh, I would like to talk about an event we have coming this coming Saturday. Uh, that is February the 17th. It'll be at five o'clock at first round downtown. Uh, it is to support the 
kickoff of CFL Fans Fight Cancer. And uh, this is the Edmonton meet and greet. They're actually doing this across the league. Uh, there's lots of places, uh, lots of cities that are um, getting people together uh, to get this kickoff going. Uh, we want to try and help get as much funds as we can raised for CFL Fans Fight Cancer this year. So Come and join us at first round five o'clock on Saturday. There will be some door prizes, some of the things you probably just saw. Uh, there will be some other door prizes. We know that uh, Janelle will be there. I believe she's going to door prize a cake. Um, and uh, we have some other door prizes coming as well, uh, including ones from the, uh, the Elks call. Elks Heard, Elks Heard, Elks Call. There we go. Uh, Elks Call podcast. So they will be uh, bringing some stuff along as well. So make sure that you grab that. All right, right on cue as uh, as we get this all set up, uh, we have uh, our our guest joining us this evening. Uh, let's bring in our assistant general manager. There he is. It's G. Roy Simon. How are you? How's it going? Going very well. Going very well. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad you could join us and uh, and uh, well or join me, I guess, because you get just me tonight. Sorry, I, I, Mike and Kayla were un otherwise unavailable, but I am here to chat with you. So uh, tell us a little bit, um, G. Roy, about the off season. It, uh, it it's been uh, it started kind of with a bang, bringing in uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson. Yeah, um, you know, just just after the season um, last year, th things didn't go the way we wanted to, and we knew we had to upgrade a few positions. And uh, McLeod was on our radar uh, for for quite a while. Um, so when when you know we got to go ahead and said you know he was the guy that we wanted, um, we started the process of of um, of recruiting him, and um, it was it was full steam ahead. It was you know myself, Coach Jones, um, and and a number of other you know people on the staff that, um, that, that played integral parts. Um, and you know, once, once we got him done, um, there, there, first of all, there was, there was, everything was put on hold until we got McLeod, uh, under contract. And, and once we got him under, under contract, it was, it was full steam ahead. We, we felt that, you know, we had the, the key piece in quarterback, um, to, to, that's going to, you know, take us, take us to another, to the next level. Now, bringing in a, an experienced quarterback like that, obviously, Jarius Jackson's had some experience with him in Toronto, as did uh, Coach Jones. Um, tell me what that's like when you when you're when you're sitting and talking and going, OK, we're going to bring in this veteran quarterback. We have this young uh, athletic guy that we we want to be part of our future, but we're we're bringing in the, the veteran to, to train him. Uh, obviously, you go and get the guy. But then how do you have that next conversation? Well, um, you know, in the in the end, this is this is about wins and losses, and and we have to put our feelings aside um, when it comes to um, you know putting the team together. Um, but we were the entire time that we um, we courted uh, and recruited um, McLeod. We were conscious of of Trey, and um, you know we had a you know everything we did. We we felt we had a plan not only for McLeod to come in and and, and be our starter, but you know to also continue to groom Trey and and the other young quarterbacks that we have uh who's who's going to be in that room um to to um and, you know when to take the reins over basically when when McLeod's finished so um you know at the first key was to get McLeod the second second key was you know um we had a plan for Trey you know regardless of of, of whether McLeod was coming or not 
Okay, fantastic. Now, you guys did uh, a lot of work before we actually got the free agency day today. Um, of course, the trade, uh, seeing Jake Serezna head out east and uh, us obtaining Curly Gittins Jr., um, I thought that was massive in bringing in the Canadian thousand yard receiver that has worked with McLeod Bethel Thompson. Was that a big part of why that trade happened? Yeah, that played a part in it, but you know, anytime you can get a, you you know, we got four, we, we traded a, a, an American player for a Canadian player with, with very similar contracts. Um, and the Canadian player was a, as a starter, a former thousand yard receiver. And, you know, he's 26 years old. Um, as opposed to the guy that we traded, you know, he was 29 years old. He's a defensive lineman, um, you know, probably closer to the back end of his career than, than, than the front. Um, so, you know, so we got a Canadian starter, um, you know, very similar contract, younger player um, with a lot more upside for, for, for quite a long time. So, um, you know, and then, then he played very well with McLeod and they have a great relationship. Um and they have a great feel for one another. So um, it, it was, you know, it, it all played a part in it. But, you know, we we, we felt that um, upgrading our Canadian Canadian uh, content was, was definitely uh, an important part as well. That looks like there might be a bit of a shift then in where the ratio is going when you see uh, some of the veterans going. You see Adam Konar um, leaving. And, and of course, in, on the defensive side, you see Aaron Grimes leaving. You see... Um, Ed Gainey. Um, so it looks like we're going to be going more of that kind of younger defense. And, uh, and again, the ratio shift a little bit over to the, to the receivers. Um, is that kind of what the plan is with the, the younger guys coming in on defense? Yeah. I mean, you know, um, you know, we, we still have, um, we still have young talent um, at, at those spots and, and the guys that we moved on from, you know, the, those guys were, they were at the end of, their, uh, end of their careers. Aaron Grimes was a guy that, you know, as, as much as I love him, he's been injured for two years and mm-hmm. hadn't played, um, you know, Ed Ganey, he, you know, he was, you know, he's basically on the backside of it. You know, we, he, he did play well this past year, but, you know, we just felt that it was time to move on from him. Adam Konar is another one. He played very well for us at, at times, but, you know, you can see the, the wear and tear getting to him um and you know we have a young draft pick um you know that we our number two draft pick overall last year you know, is a guy that you know we we feel that you know he it's time for him to take it take the next step um and and as far as the ratio um we'll we'll let all that play out but we do have plans for um for playing five canadians on offense um you know, bringing in Curly and then having the four four Canadian offensive linemen, we and we can we could technically play six because you know Gavin Cobb showed that he's he's quite capable mm. of, of being a big te- a big play receiver for us and him being in his third year um, on the team is is, is going to be you know we're looking for him to take the next step so um, you know I think I think we're in very good shape uh, with what with with where we're at um, you know. Going into the last two years, you know, we knew that it was going to be tough, tough sledding and uh, with with the young guys. But now these young guys are are, are have have played their, you know, played early. They taken their lumps. Now it's time to step up and be men and 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 you know start start you know winning some games in the green and gold. I, I love the challenge. I, I, I like, and I can uh, I can imagine the challenge coming from both of you as you're t- telling everybody else. Um, now. 
some of the other work that you did, um, we have, of course, the conversation window, window yeah. slash legal tampering. I don't know what we want to call it anymore. That <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the, the, you can talk to players window. Yeah. Uh, and in there, um, you talk to Boris Beattie, he gets released from Toronto and we're, and we're able to sign and, and bring him on. Uh, tell us about a little bit of the conversation and the appeal of bringing in a guy like Boris. Well, um, you know, Boris is a guy that we, we tried to get a couple, uh, over the last two years, but, um, he decided to stay in Toronto, um, obviously for more money. Um, but when, when he got released, you know, the, all the all the conversations that we've had over the over the years with guys, they, it seems like they really remember. Um, we must have a little bit of, of impact on these guys, even even have conversations um, when when the opportunity to talk to them comes up. Because uh, when when Boris got cut, well, we knew he was getting cut. Um, you know, a couple of days prior, but when when it did happen. Um, we were, we were one of his first calls and, and, you know, to, to get a guy like Boris, he's, you know, he's got a big leg. He's, he's, he's proven, he's proven in our league and, you know, he's, he's essentially another weapon. Um, you know, you don't normally say that about a, a guy who kicks the ball, but he is essentially a weapon. Um, you know, he can make the long field goal, but even when he misses on, on the long ones, they go through the back of the end zone about 40, about, about 30 yards deep. So, um, you know, you can, you can definitely use that as a weapon. And then, you know, we're, we're not sure what's going to happen with the kickoffs, but, uh, you know, if he does kick the ball off, we know that it's going to be deep and where, where we want it to go. So, uh, we, we look forward to, 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 to him being a force with us in, in special teams. Outstanding, outstanding. And now today, um, quiet day overall in comparison to uh, what we've been used to the last couple of years where we have four or five people to talk about. Uh, today, we're just talking about Javon Leak um, coming in again on the special teams, uh, a returner position that is dynamic, uh, but also a guy that could play uh, running back if need be. So uh, do, do you know, is that uh, is the the idea to keep him just in the in the kickoff returns or are we going to look at maybe some offensive plays for him too well again um you know the work that we've done over the last two years you know it's it's starting to, sh to show and it's, it's starting to come to fruition because we felt we're in a good spot like i said once we got the quarterback we felt that we had the pieces around him to uh to play at a high level and um going into free agency we, we knew that we we had a, key, a a few key pieces that we wanted to sign in our own building and if we got that accomplished we wouldn't have to go out and sign a bunch of free agents um you know Javon Leak was was the number one target uh in free agency and you know I I feel like I'm the best recruiter in 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 in, in the country and when I want when I want someone I and and have an opportunity to talk to him that we're going to get him so um I known I've known about Javon Leak for for quite a number of years uh he's he's from the University of Maryland same same university that I'm from um I coached at Maryland during the COVID year the year that he left and and knew that um, if if he ever came became available I knew that I wanted to to wanted to target him and, and, and recruit him um I tried to get him uh when he was in the NFL but um, he got cut from Miami and ended up going to Detroit. And then by the time um, I, I got the opportunity, he had already signed in Toronto. So um, now that we, we had the opportunity to, the one really talk to him. The first time I talked to Javon, I never even talked about money. I just talked to him about, to yeah. about culture. I talked to him about 
the fit. I talked about a pl- what what type of plan we had for him, and 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 from day one, I felt like he was all in. Uh, we didn't talk we didn't talk about money for for probably you know 48 hours when I talked to his agent, and it was a it was a five minute conversation saying this is what we can do for him, and 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 we got it done. Um, so I think he fits into what we're what we're planning on doing. Um, yes, he will be our, our starting returner, but he also will have an opportunity to, to run the ball because, as you see on those returns, he's a very dynamic runner. He's big. He's fast. He's you know five uh, six foot, you know two hundred five pounds, and and runs very well, very very well. He's you know he's I think he's he's listed at four, at four or five, but you know on the field he's he's just as fast as anybody out there. Um, if not faster, so we're we're really excited about having Javon Leak in the green and gold, and, and giving him an opportunity to to get as many touches as possible. Yeah, six foot, two hundred five pounds. That sounds like a Chris Jones running back. That's about right. Yeah, that that's a that does that that's it fits the fits the mold. Yes, that's perfect. Um, so. I think, uh, you know, uh, Chris said today that uh, you guys have pretty much, you know, got what you wanted in free agency. Um, I know still possibly working with AC Leonard, but not really sure where that lands. Um, but I guess if you're kind of done with free agency, then what what's next for you guys? Is it solely prepping for the combine and draft or do you have something kind of in between you need to look at? Yeah, there's still a few guys out there that, that you know, we, we're, we're kind of, you know, bouncing around ideas on what we can do with them and, and, and if they're fits for us. The good thing is we're, you know, for a four and 14 team, everybody wants, seems to wants to come, want to come to Edmonton. Um, Cause they know that I think, you know, they know the, the style of play that we're, that we're building and, and the type of type of players that we're bringing. So there will be a few guys that we'll still talk to and, and see where we can fit them on the roster. But I, th- I feel that our scouting department has done a great job. Um, and, and, and they're finding and identifying talent. And then um, there's a lot of the guys that we've, that we've signed, you know, they, they're not big names, but they're, they're guys that we feel really confident can come in and, and compete at a high level and, and even push some of these, you know, some of the veterans on, on the roster. So we're going to have a lot, lot more competitive training camp and in, 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 in season moving forward. But uh, as of right now, when, you know, now that free agency is, you know, kind of coming to, uh, you know, it's, it's slowing down a little bit. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll shift our focus in about in about five or six days to the Canadian draft. And we'll start focusing on uh, the, comp, the the Waterloo Combine and then the, then the main combine at Winnipeg. And, and you know, just get ready to go um, and get prepared for the, you know, the upcoming CFL and, and global draft. Oh, that's awesome. Now, you're talking about all these young guys. Is there a guy that you would say, hey, fans, watch this guy? Like, is there a guy that you'd be like, this this, this guy, you, you're going to be impressed with this? Yeah, so um, I think I think the returners that we have are, are excellent. We, you know, we, um, although we did go and get Javon Leak and, and we feel very excited about him, we still have another, you know, another couple of returners, Deontes Alexander, uh, the, the one who, the, the, you know, the receiver that returned the kickoff last year against Winnipeg. Um, mm-hmm. And Malik Flowers, uh, our returner from Montana, we, we finally got him back. Um, we had him in training camp last year. I mean, in, in um and roster expansion last year, and then he ended up leaving to go to the go back to the Oakland Raiders or the uh, so uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, but um, we finally got him back under contract, so we feel really, really excited about him. Um, 
you know, um, Daniel Davis is a receiver we signed in December out of Wisconsin. And um, he's, I, I kind of see a lot of myself in him because, the way he, you know, he's he's not an overly fast guy, but he seems to be very smooth in and out of breaks, and he has he has really good hands. And he, you know, playing at Wisconsin, you got to be tough. So um, those those are the, those are the characteristics we're looking for in, in in those type of players. So I think Daniel Davis is going to come in and 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 compete hard. He's going to push some of the some of the veterans who are here. So I hope those guys come in ready to go because um, Germanic Germanic Smith, he's a he's a receiver. He played in Iowa, um, and and he was in camp uh, with with Ottawa a few years ago and didn't make it. But um, we feel very happy, very excited about him. He's fast. He's he's a big receiver, um, and you know you know played at Iowa, so he's tough. You know those those are the characteristics that we're really looking for in, in players: big, physical, tough, and fast. And those guys have those qualities. And 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 you know they're going they're going to push some of these some of the guys that we have in, in on the roster right now. I I think it's kind of funny that uh, being a fan that you were never on my team playing and you said that this, you know, not he's not real fast. I'm like, yeah, you were. So uh, I remember because I watched you run the other way quite a bit. Uh, so, so that's an interesting way. Uh, we got one fan question for you here, G-Roy, and then I'll let you get out of here because I know you're a busy guy. Um, Leanne is asking uh, if you had one wish for the double E this season, what would it be? And I'm pretty sure. I know the answer, but uh, I'm going to ask you anyway. Well, the one which I, I you know, obviously to win the West and, and, and not only play in the Great Cup, but win the Great Cup. That's the goal each and every year. Um, I think I think we're really close and I, I, I have very I have very I have a lot of confidence in, in the fact that, you know, we're putting together the team that that you know, Edmonton deserves. Um, we're really looking forward to, to getting out there and playing this year. Uh, we have management calls every every week, and, and I continue to tell um, each and every person in, in our management group that um, how excited I am about this team that we're building. Um, it's it's been a it's been a long process. It's been a tough process, but we we're staying diligent. We're staying patient, and you know we we know that the board, we know the work that we put in, and, and it's it's not gonna it's not gonna go without being recognized because I think you know we're 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 taking the proper steps to to build this thing in the right way, and and not only for this this year but for a lot of years. So um, I'm really excited about this this coming year in 2024. And I know that we're gonna we're gonna make some noise this year. Oh, I'm I'm excited for a G Roy three three years of seeing you in green and gold. I want to see you smiling on that <laughs> sidelines. That's uh, you know you you can uh, you can do the Superman pose because you're winning. That's what that's what we want. Um, Thank you. So there's other questions, but I know that you have to, uh, you've got to get going and, and working on those other five guys. <laughs> talking about. So uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us and, and taking some time out of your busy schedule to uh, talk to us and best of luck in the next little bit. And if we don't talk to you, uh, best of luck in the draft and, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see you around and catch up with you after that. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Thanks to you. Right, Bye-bye. Once again, G. Roy Simon joining us, and uh, thanks to G. Roy. I, I I love when he takes the time to uh, to chat with us, just because there's so much that um, 
that he can give that we don't usually get to hear about. Um, and uh, of course, you know, obviously has to be a, a little, you know, a little guarded in all the answers because he doesn't want to tell us everything. But it is uh, it is great that he comes in and tells us about the guys to watch and, and the things that are coming for the team. So uh, thank you again to uh, Hernan from the Elks for helping to set that up and for G-Roy for taking some time with us. Uh, Kobe, I'm sorry I didn't get to your question, but uh, I, I knew I was on a time limit. So we'll 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 grab that one next time. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the roster signings because uh, there has been uh, a couple of roster moves. Uh, nothing massive, of course, like I just talked about with G-Roy. Um, linebacker Tony Jones uh, re-signing with the team, which I think is huge. We talked about that on the last podcast, how Tony Jones and Niles Morgan together, uh, that's a hitting machine. It's it's who gets there first. So uh, that's that's an exciting uh, re-sign. I'm, I'm glad to have him back on board. Uh, we did talk about the signings, uh, but just to go through them once again, kicker Boris Beatty, uh, running back and kick returner Javon Leak, of course, today, uh, running back Jawan Howell, defensive lineman A.A. Ron Adioti which uh, I'm so glad at least we have an AA Ron back. That's exciting. Uh, Wide receiver Malik Flowers, uh, who was with us before uh, on the practice roster, coming back in now. Uh, Quarterback Caleb Ellaby and defensive back Cordell Jackson. Uh, With that, of course, there was a couple of releases, uh, one being our uh, favorite defensive lineman in Steakhouse, at least his nickname, uh, for uh, Olivier Charles-Pierre and, uh, of course, our uh, Jimmy Gaines winner from last year, running back Shannon Brooks, uh, So, which is a l- little bit hard uh, for us because uh, I-, I always want one of those Jimmy Gaines guys to stick around. But on the other hand, uh, we do know that we're getting some running back help uh, when you see all the running backs that they have uh, been putting in. So I don't want to, you know, take away from that. Now, with Mike not being here, uh, usually we wouldn't have a hoard and tell, but, uh, as it turns out, um, there was a new video that was just released, um, and, uh, in a new heritage minute, uh, that being all about Normie Kwong, uh, and, uh, the producer, um, has given us permission to show it here. So, uh, let's check that out. Sports is life. It's clear cut. Everything's out in the open. There's nowhere to hide. I had to prove myself more than anyone else. You must be so proud of your son. He's gonna go pro. The sky's the limit. There's always a winner and a loser. You cannot reach the sky in broken cleats. Of course, I always want to be the winner. And I did reach the sky. Norman Kwong, the first Chinese-Canadian professional football player, still holds records to this day. He retired from the sport in 1960 and later became Lieutenant Governor of Alberta. So that was pretty amazing. Uh, the Heritage Minute is uh, very, very well done. Amazing story. And uh, I am so glad that uh, we were able to show that on the show. And that is that is our hoard and tell uh, for this particular week. So uh, thank you so much to the producers for uh, allowing us to show that uh, just on, on the show to be part of it. Um, I want to talk a little bit about free agency around the league. Um, 
put your comments in there and we will uh we'll 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 talk about it as we go uh for, for what what is going on around the league um there's uh, obviously some, some signings that uh, that happened obviously edmonton being one of the more quiet teams with just the one signing uh and there wasn't um, signings coming out of Winnipeg either. Uh, there was not, nothing as far as Winnipeg was concerned that we had heard specifically about today. Um, I did have the list up here, but I am going to bring it up again just so that we can go through all of the different spots where pe people were landing. Um, but there was a lot of uh, signings in Saskatchewan. And I guess that's what happens when you have a team that changes their head coach, brings in a very popular head coach, uh, make sure that they are, you know, wanting to make that splash. And they did. And if you remember back a couple of years, we did that same thing. Uh, when Chris Jones came in, all of a sudden we had a whole bunch of free agent signing. And then the next year we had a whole bunch of free agent signing and then here we are tonight uh or today uh talking about one this time which is a, a it's a little bit odd um but we'll bring up the list for this particular moment here we are all right so um some big spots again in saskatchewan you're looking at uh big running back in willette looking Jameer Thurman going that way. Um, they also are, uh, I think, of course, for me, literally and figuratively, the biggest signing is uh, Yoshi. <laughs> and uh, Hardrick headed over that way. Uh, that, is a, that is a giant, giant signing. Um, the other part that was a little bit weird for today was Calgary signing players, because usually they don't on a, on a free agency. Uh, but they had four players going there today, um, including Demario Houston to, uh, uh, pump up their defensive backfield, uh, Micah Teets, which I, I, for the longest time I've said tights, but I've heard a couple of times today, but it's, but it's Teets, um, signing there. So, um, great, uh, great moves for Calgary. Um, I, I know they did pick up, uh, Schiltz as well, uh, which, uh, you know, I wonder if that's a competition or if he is there as the backup. Not sure what uh, what that would how that's going to actually go. Um, let's get to a couple of comments here. Uh, with uh, I just changed it. There we are. There is Jerry saying, "Does Saskatchewan have twice the SMS that the rest of the teams have?" Well, the one thing that I will say for sure, and a good reminder for all of us, is that it doesn't matter at this point it doesn't matter until january of 2025 so spend as much money as you want now uh it only matters when you get to january so yeah sure they they they, they did bring in a lot i will say that uh but they've got to cut it down when it gets to uh when, once it gets to training camp and things like that um other comment here from Jerry, lots of players available for day two. I have a feeling some of them are going to be disappointed and not get the offers they were hoping for. Uh, I would agree with that, Jerry. I think that there's going to be a, a lot of guys that are waiting and they wanted to wait and see if teams would get into bidding wars or try and place themselves on the market and then realize, huh, Ah, I guess they're really not ready to pay that. Uh, one of the players in question right now, of course, is one of the biggest guys left on the board when you're talking about Tim White not signing anywhere as of yet. So that one, a little bit surprising. 
Yet on the other hand, uh, if he's holding firm to a really high number, which is the rumor, then I don't I don't know he's going to get it at this point. I think a lot of teams uh, want to make their splash early, but they're not going to then dump another bunch of money on the next day. So uh, so that should be rather interesting. Uh, I'll be curious to hear. um what uh, what our Alouettes friends say, because they did do some signings as well, even though they locked up a great chunk of their team, even in December, um, they did have a couple of them there today. So uh, let's get down to our good friends in Montreal, uh, picking up Sean Thomas Erlington at running back, uh, Tevin Jones coming in as a receiver, which I thought was a great pickup and probably not one that is uh, super expensive. Um, Isaac Ademi uh, Berglund coming Coming over on a defensive end spot, uh, and Derek Wigging coming over on the defensive line spot, both coming from Calgary. Um, I'm thinking that that's going to be very interesting to uh, bump up that uh, defensive line. Uh, I guess as we talk about that, missing from that defensive line next year will be one Elmondo Sewell, who happens to live in Edmonton and. Maybe he wants to do one final season in the green and gold, and I would not be upset about that. Uh, the t-shirt's already made, Mondo. Welcome back, Mondo. Uh, we would love to have it. Uh, sign there. Join green and gold once again. We would love to have you here. Um, all right, let's go to a couple of other ones. Uh, Ottawa, um, not showing any interaction, any uh, signings as of yet. Uh, but Toronto, we talked about them a little bit. We talked about a bit of the mass exodus going out of Toronto. Um, Tunde Adelike, probably one of the biggest names going into Toronto in the defensive back spot. Uh, excellent, excellent safety. Should be interesting to see if they are working on their ratio as well, as we had talked about and possibly switching ours with uh, G-Roy. Uh, Toronto also picking up Fraser Sopic as a linebacker. Um, Kerfella Exume in the defensive backfield uh, was from Winnipeg. Um, Alberta Wachi. Uh, we've got Theodric Hansen, which is also an enormous signing because not only is he a defensive lineman that can play and is uh, a great special teams guy, also a global player. And uh, one question that I didn't get to ask there with uh, G-Roy, uh, I'll be interested to see in the next couple of months where we head with our global player. When you're bringing in Boris Beatty, I don't know what that means for our good friend Dean. So we will see over the next short while. Um, Toronto also bringing in Quincy Mogger from the BC Lions as a defensive back. So they are upgrading that defensive backfield uh, as as quickly and as good as they can. Uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats, a few people coming in. Uh, Terry Godwin, the third, uh, second, they re-signed him. Uh, they did bring in Jamal Peters from Toronto uh, and also Luther Haka, you know, Hakunavanu, I think. Bless me. Um, coming over from Calgary at the wide receiver position. Uh, let's scroll up to the rest of the ones going to Saskatchewan. We talked about AJ Ouellette, uh, Jalen Edwards Cooper from the BC Lions, Jamarcus Hardrick we talked about, uh, Malik Carney as a defensive end coming from Hamilton, um, Jordan and Justin Herdman-Reed coming back together at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and Jameer Thurman. So quite a number of players going into the Saskatchewan fields. Uh, we talked about uh, the Calgary Stampeders already. Let's talk about the 
BC Lions, uh, bringing in Dakota Prukop at quarterback uh, out of Winnipeg, uh, likely to be the short yardage type guy, maybe a third string type guy. Uh, Jake Hardy coming over from Montreal in the receiving core, and Pete Robertson coming over on the defensive line because their def- their regular massive defensive lineman in Matthew Betts stays a lion per se as he goes into the NFL and joins the Detroit Lions. So um, some big signings for free agency day one, not as busy as we're used to as far as the number of names. The next couple of days will be interesting to see where those end up. Uh, Tell me how you felt about your team and what they did Um, just so that we can kind of you know, we'll, we'll, let's talk about them. We'll talk about and see what they, if there's things you like, if there's things you'd rather have seen better, uh, if there's another guy out there that you would like to see, put that in there. We'll chat about it. All right, let's get to our next thing. Our next thing is the tailgate news. So some of you may have seen this already. Uh, The Elks are changing the tailgate a little bit. Uh, Instead of being in lot A, they're shifting it south to lot B, which will be, it's basically right north of Clark Park. The good thing about this is that they are going to be bringing in a family fun zone. There's going to be an actual spot for the stage. Uh, and now they're going to be increasing it to almost 200 spaces. It's a massive upgrade as far as getting more people out to the tailgate. Um, to me, I, I think this is a great idea. I think it's a really good thing to have a, a nice tight space. Um, if there's one thing, if I have like one little gripe about it, it's that it's a little farther away from the main road, so you won't see it specifically. But I do really like the fact that you're going to have more people in a smaller space and being able to have now we can hopefully set up to have a bunch of our CFL family together, which is going to be amazing. Um, and of course, Mike and I will still be together and making all of the great food. Uh, Mike is working on the menu right now. Uh, we do hope to have that out sometime in April, maybe somewhere in there. Uh, we have a couple other teasers that are coming as far as tailgate is concerned too. So uh, I'm just going to say thank you, Tyler, up front, and uh, we can make sure that we're ready for some exciting things to come uh, as far as the tailgate is concerned. So I think that um, I, I think that the where it's going to be the people will be able to find it. There'll be a bigger space that they'll be doing stuff in Clark Park. They'll be doing stuff just north of Clark Park. Then just north of that will be the tailgate. There's going to be music there. It's easy access still through gate two to get into the stadium. I'm I'm very excited. Very, very excited. So um, if uh, if you're as excited as us, show up to the tailgate. We'll have some fun, have some food. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Chris Agar saying, yes, the new tailgate is looking great. Evan Dom put on a good demo last night. Uh, I know they had uh, a meeting on Saturday as well uh, that went through the uh, a bit of the PowerPoint of how they were going to do everything. Uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson was at that meeting. So uh, some people did get to take their pictures. So uh, that's pretty exciting. Um, it's always, always nice when you get the new players around. So uh, one question here from Leanne. I may have missed it at the very beginning, but is there any word on the coaching staff yet? There is not. And that is precisely the next point I was going to go to. So thank you for the wonderful segue, Leanne. Uh, We have not got any news yet on the coaching staff. Um, The only thing that we have is we know Chris Jones is in place. We know Jarius Jackson is in place. um, And we 
are 90, 99% sure that uh, our our defensive coordinator is going, uh, his name completely escaped me. I can see his face and his name escaped me. Uh, but the guy coming over from, from, uh, from Saskatchewan. Um, so I, I do think now I have heard a couple of other rumors. Um, one of the things that we did see online was that, uh, it sounds like Mike Shepard will be back as the special teams coordinator, Jason Shivers. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. Uh, so Jason Shivers is the defensive coordinator and, uh, Mike Shepard is the special teams coordinator. Um, I'm curious to know what, uh, other coaches will be coming. Uh, as we know, Jordan Lennon, uh, we know Demetrius Maxey not going to be here. Uh, we know that it, I don't even know if there's a role for McAdoo or if he will be here or not. We're not sure yet. So excited to see who it is and find out how what they're going to do to be bringing back. I, I'm always curious to see if they bring back a player that played with Jones before and now is kind of part of the crew. Right. I, or are they bringing somebody back that we had here before? Something that makes you think, oh, well, I, I'm curious to see how that person does. I And I'm excited to have them here. So I'm hoping that that will be announced before long. And again, kind of ran out of time. I did want to ask G-Roy that as well. Like, when are we going to find out? But my guess is uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks, we will hear. Um Greg saying, of course, that Chris Jones with five jobs, uh, he has three already. I think he's going to really go to two. So I really hope that it's not five jobs because that, no, no, we can't do that. No, um, that'd be fine. Um, thank you. Um, Paul Reckner saying, uh, first time in quite a while that we have more budget for coaches hoping for a splash or two. Me too. Me too. I, I am excited about let let's bring somebody in that we're all going to be excited about. This is going to be great. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Ray is quarterback coach. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Singor Mobley is linebackers coach. I'm in total. Yep. Uh, I'll call that. It probably isn't true, but I'll still call it and hope for the best. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's kind of where we're at at this particular moment, but we should find out hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and I'm excited for that to be coming through. Um, oh, look at that. Commissioner Kayla saying hi from Rogers Place. Hello, Commissioner. I am glad that uh, you are enjoying a game, uh, which I will not say the score because I got brutalized for it earlier. So I won't do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to put out one other thing here. Uh, I did talk about uh, putting in what you thought of some of the moves for today. Uh, Cliffy saying that the Alouette's flight deck is very excited about talking about the Alouette's moves tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on their YouTube channel, which of course is a shameless plug for our good friends at the Alouette's flight deck. Follow all of their fun and games over there. Uh, Chris Agar with a prediction saying the return of AJ Gas would be lovely, but very unlikely. Uh, he has done very well with the University of Alberta. Uh, he might be very happy in that position, but boy, what I, I'm in, I, I love it. I, I would hundred percent be in. So, um, okay. And, uh, Leanne saying you hear a cat. Yes, you do. That's the cat that's in the other room. That's trying to get my attention. So that's what, uh, that's what they do. Um, all right. So, that <laughs> we shall see what happens uh, over the next couple of weeks when it comes to that. Um, uh, 
next, uh, I, I do want to get, I'll take a couple of more questions in here. Uh, let's go we'll take one here from Tim Capper. Andrew, thoughts on the new retail 2024 CFL sideline jackets being sold at Fanatics. Uh, if you have not seen them as of yet, I highly recommend going to the Fanatics site to look at them. They are a silk bomber is the best way that I can describe them. And yeah, they're pretty hot. I like them. I like them quite a bit. Uh, I sh probably should have saved the picture so that I could have shown it on here, but I didn't think that far ahead. So uh, go check it out at Fanatics. I really do like that. And uh, more, you know, stuff with uh, our teams on it. Never, a, never a bad thing. Never a bad thing at all. Uh, let's take another couple of seconds here. I do want to talk a little bit more about the CFL Fans Fight Cancer event that is coming this Saturday. Uh, so it's a meet and greet. Yeah, let's just call it an off-season West of Us, shall we? Because that's really what it is. It's West of Us. Let's get together. Let's talk some football. Uh, let's get our friend, our football family together and our friends together. We're going to have some giveaways. Uh, we're going to look be looking for some donations to the CFL Fans Fight Cancer event. This is the kickoff uh, to what will culminate in BC at the Grey Cup when we have the big CFL Fans Fight Cancer event. Uh, we want to make sure that we get as many donations as we can to help them out. Uh, yes, there will be some cakes and cupcakes there, hopefully. Janelle's on top of that. Uh, and uh, so meet us downtown Saturday, February 17th, 5 p.m. Uh, we are also going to try and do a live stream with all of the other cities that are having their own events uh, and get us all together for a CFL family summit. So I want to say thank you to Chris Agar, uh, who included me in being part of setting this up. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited to uh, see all of you on Saturday as we kick off this great thing to help uh, CFL fans fight cancer. Um, Tim Capper wanted me to remind you it is Fanatics Canada that you want to look at uh, so that we can uh, find those wonderful bombers. Uh, well, that sounded horrible. The wonderful bomber jackets, not Winnipeg blue bomb. No, ew, no. Green gold jackets that are silk bombers. That's better. Okay. Um, Kyle throwing in here, uh, maybe Gas will be the next head coach in due time. Possible. I, I, I wouldn't be upset about it. And uh, he is definitely doing, like I said, he's doing amazing things at the U of A. The question is, is what does he want that role? That would be the trick. We shall see how it goes. Um, all right, let's do a couple of plugs here. Uh, I know it's a bit of a shorter show. This is what happens when it's just me and I'm winging it. Uh, I appreciate you guys still hanging in, uh, even though it is just me and you're missing the two people that you love most. Uh, but I appreciate you st standing in and uh, hanging out with me for a little bit. So so that we can uh, talk some of these things that went on today. Um, so for plugs, make sure you are following our good friends at Pay It Forward with Football, because the one thing we need in this world is to spread more kindness, and they do an amazing job at that. So follow them and uh, and join in wherever you can to support their causes. You can join the huddle with us. It's at the Turf District, and that is on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Blue Sky, Threads, TikTok pretty much everything. So 
go ahead uh, and join us on all of those different spots. Uh, let's get some more YouTube subscribers. Tell your friends to subscribe to YouTube. We want to make sure that we can get that number a little bit higher. That would be wonderful. That That's your job and your homework for the next two weeks while we are away to get that number up so we can have more people interacting when we are live. Uh, of course, follow the gang, uh, Mike at 56 Parkies, and of course, the history at EDM, H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E, and of course, the commissioner at Duchess Lombardi on Twitter. Um, we are going to uh, skip you uh, overtime this evening just because uh, nobody wants to just keep, keep continue to do this over and over by myself. But uh, we will be back in two weeks uh, and we have a very fun guest returning to the podcast in two weeks time, the one and only Odell Willis um, to talk about the uh, Canadian high school um Oh, I got to remember the name of it. It's a showcase. There we go. Canadian High School Football Showcase. Uh, he will be joining us to talk all about that. And of course, whatever's going on in Odell's world. And he'll tell us uh, what he thinks of the moves on the Elks so far, uh, including that defense, which is getting younger. And uh, what does he think about that when it comes down to that and Chris Jones? So uh, look forward to talking to you in two weeks. Um, otherwise, for Superfan Mike and Commissioner Kayla, I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face. And we will absolutely talk to you in two weeks. <laughs>